everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I hope not. If it were, they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to the BBFC podcast, where this week we're going to be talking about science fiction. I'm joined this week by BBFC Head of Education, Lucy Burt. Lucy, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks, Joe. Good stuff. Now, science fiction uh, is massively popular, Huge. and I think that's uh, it's probably because it's the best genre. Uh, well, you say, Lucy? Yeah, well I, I have a soft spot for sci-fi, um, although maybe not such a soft spot as uh, the many students who we speak to in our seminars. Yeah. It really is a very popular genre with students and teachers. I can uh, I can attest to that, and I must admit I'm slightly obsessed with it myself, so um, I'm sorry if I go on too much about it, but um, let's start off uh, with War of the Worlds. Okay. Um, back in 1938, Orson Welles' uh, radio version famously scared people. Uh, who, Still quite scary now, to yeah, be honest, I think. Yeah, back in the day, they, they thought that some of the news reports in the uh, in the broadcast were actually real. So I guess it was inevitable film version was going to be made. And um, that first came to board in 1953. So what did the BBFC make of it at the time? Well, it's interesting because um, I, I love looking at these sort of older films. And one of the things we did when we found out that some of the media studies exam boards were looking at, at science fiction was um, go through the films they mentioned in those specs and update the BBFC Insight which is our information for parents and that gave us a really interesting um, look into what was sort of scary in different films over time and we've looked at both of the versions of War of the Worlds, the 1953 version which we're going to talk about and also the 2005 one and um, even just writing up the Insight and looking at the old reports you can see that there was a sort of shift where the more recent one was seen as kind of visceral the moderate violence had a hint of reality which made it feel very strong and impactful whereas the older film to maybe more modern audiences seemed more mild and gentle um, so it was quite a delight to open the file and find that it's another one of the stories that you you, you listening to this um, may begin to recognize especially if you read our archive pieces or look on our website and listen to these podcasts it's a film that has a journey which goes from x all the way down to a modern pg so it starts off as this really quite scary property and is now seen as much gentler and sure. i love those kind of journeys that you see a film has taken yeah sure because i mean obviously you know science fiction films are generally tied to special effects in, a, in quite a prominent way and obviously the modern version has very realistic special effects and you know obviously we know they're not real but they look very very believable and then um, the 1953 version perhaps looks a bit bit less believable to modernise, but how was it sort of seen when it came in in, in the 50s? Well, yes, I mean, exact, uh, when it came in in the 50s, um, sort of what you're saying, the flip side of what you're saying, and I think this is very true, is that um, then as now, a level of connection with the real world is something that really affects how a film um, upsets us or scares us or moves us or whatever. And so what might look quite old-fashioned and different was, of course, looking very contemporary and new and shiny to audiences in 1953. And um, you can see in the file, there really was quite a lot of identification and therefore a strong sense that this work was horrific and scary and tapping into very, very frightening ideas about the end of the world. Um, It's also quite an interesting file because it goes through um, various different um, elements of the classification process that students often ask us about and things. So, for example, the first thing I was going to read, um, you'll have to excuse 
excuse the paper rustling because I have these files, some of them, Joe, as Joe will attest, are absolutely enormous. Yeah, you've um, got a lot of stuff in a front lot of you. <laughs> a lot of letters and things. But I've got a letter from the the clerk um, at the town hall of Blackburn where he writes to the BBFC secretary and says that in 1953, so just as the film has come out, he has been asked by some local people if he can change the certificate. So the film gets an X from the BBFC. Um, and this this uh, particular clerk writes in and says, an application has been received for permission to exhibit the X category film, The War of the Worlds, in the borough and for permission to allow persons under the age of 16 to be admitted when accompanied by an adult. It would be helpful if you would let me know why the board thought fit to grant an X certificate in respect of this film. So it's quite interesting because it's another theme, again, that uh, you listening to the podcast uh, might recognise in that you have this idea brought up about um, whether a category could be advisory. And that's happening even in the 1950s. People are saying, well, what about if I've got my, you know, 13 or 14 year olds and they like, they, you know, they like the book or whatever, can I take them? Um, and so it's quite instructional when I sort of rifle through further to find the reply to this. And they're quite robust, but also really quite interesting in their sort of uh, you know obvious enjoyment of the film itself um, so it's not just you who Joe works at the BBFC who's really enjoyed sci-fi over time um, uh, when the secretary writes he says the film entitled War of the Worlds was viewed by the board in March 1953 and placed at X it is a fantastic story of the invasion of the world by forces from Mars. The Martians arrive in machines resembling flying saucers which are equipped with weapons which destroy everyone and everything in sight by means of a death ray. These weapons also crumble skyscrapers and destroy whole towns with resulting scenes of panic. The film is good entertainment of its kind and the board saw no objection to the exhibition of the film provided its showings were restricted to adult audiences. Even allowing for the fantastic and unreal nature of the story... Many of the scenes are very alarming and a number could certainly be described as horrific. The board considers that several of these scenes would be very likely to frighten younger children who, under an A certificate, would be able to see the film with their parents. Accordingly, after most careful consideration, it was decided that the proper course of action was to make no cuts to the film and to pass it in the X category which would ensure the exclusion of children. I trust the information is helpful. So he's quite clear about a number of things, but including this idea that the film, even though we know it's a fantasy, does tap into something that's visceral and alarming to us. Mm. So I was going to ask, um, and I should actually say, we're recording in the director's office at the minute, so yes. um, if you can hear some engine noises in the uh, background, it's not it's not tripods rising up to destroy <laughs> the uh, building, but no, there, are, there are some cars passing by. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to hear that even back then they were sort of worried about the sort of... Uh, the way the audiences would sort of perceive the uh, the destruction as sort of tapping into something um, in the real world. And obviously the remake came out in 2005, which was some years after the September 11th attacks. But it was sort of set in that sort of post 9-11 world where the sort of images of crumbling buildings and destruction were sort of still in people's minds from real world events. I think that um, that's kind of uh, when we use, I mean, even in our guidelines, it says the level of connection to the real world, doesn't it? And I think that um, we must all have personal experience of that, of something reminding us of something. Mm. Um, but science fiction as a genre anyway, even if you look at the sort of early writings in novels in the 19th century or whatever, is really um, quite commonly tapping into the most immediate fears. Mm. So it's, it's not a surprise that Spielberg's film later sort of taps into a sort of different sense of what the end of the world might look like to say the first War of the Worlds. Um, and of course, when 
Bilberg's War of the Worlds came in. Um, some more had happened to the old one. So the old one had come in again in 1981 and been brought down to A. And um, in that, the, uh, the examiner actually mentions having gone as a child and not being allowed to see it because it was an X. They said, when this film was first issued, I was not old enough to see it under the X certificate. However, it, like me, has aged. And today's television reared generation shouldn't find it too alarming either in theme or in treatment. Indeed, it is very comparable with the disaster genres of the 1970s. So he's seeing in it that it's comparable to these disaster films, but it's milder because mm. perhaps of the sci-fi and the Martians and the aliens. Um, and it, so it got this A in 1981. And then when it came in after, you know, when the, we were classifying videos, it, it got its PG and that's where it still is. Whereas... The Spielberg War of the Worlds really does tap into things, even that would be reminiscent of newspapers and uh, widespread TV news footage now of things like sort of refugees, displaced people, people in um, very difficult and trying circumstances, which are do tap into our sort of fundamental fears, don't they, of what we're going to lose or what we could lose. Mm. Yeah, certainly we can see when we look at like, um, as we were with sort of other films we look at uh, in the podcasts, um, how the monsters represent different things so something that that might seem quite hokey to us or a sort of fear we don't experience anymore might be really quite terrifying and and that's what's particularly interesting about i think sci-fi and fantasy reports examiners reports is that you can often really pick up on this like identifying with with the story in a quite visceral way even though there's stories about martians and monsters and things like that it's quite it's quite sort of in, it's it's quite a delight to read these files. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. In the more recent uh, War of the Worlds, one starring Tom Cruise, there's interesting sort of um, examples of the stronger moments having impact because they feel more realistic, but also of the science fiction uh, set pieces and spectacle, the death rays and the sort of destroyed buildings and those sorts of things. Um, they're noted uh, by examiners and in, and in the insight, but so are. Um, scenes which are striking but where you actually don't see much detail so they specifically mention a scene where you believe the protagonist has done something very violent off screen which might be upsetting to younger viewers as an idea Um, and and they talked about you know the death rays and those sorts of things that made up but they you know took them fairly seriously I think you know and they as as things that were going to upset sort of younger viewers nevertheless with uh, with that one they went for a 12a from the start so right from the start it was seen as this sort of early teens uh, broad appeal slightly older audience kind of work but not like the first film as one that should be restricted to adults one that would have a lot of appeal to sort of teenagers in particular Um, and David Cook uh, wrote about it in the annual report the year it came out and about how it was a really interesting example of a 12a film um, which people wrote about a bit in the papers and there were some letters about which he could uh, see is a really good example of how that 12A works because it's a film that has so much appeal for sort of 12, 13, 14 year olds um, but where you do need to be accompanied really if you're younger and actually it hasn't got so much appeal lower down. Okay, thanks very much Lucy. It's, uh, it's really interesting to sort of compare the two, two films and uh, I'm sure there'll be another War of the Worlds in the future which will uh, come our way. And don't forget that you can contact us with suggestions for future podcasts using the podcast feedback form on the uh, podcast page of our website or via email at podcast at bbfc.co.uk you can also tweet to us on twitter uh, and our handle is at bbfc